What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! Yeah! What is up, Tutorinos, and welcome back to another episode of the Rank 'em All podcast. That show where a couple of people, dudes, dudettes, Tutorinos, Tutorino, those, and a kitty, sit down and rank some songs. This is the this is the Allison Chains edition. We are on the EP episode, guys. We're so glad to have you here today. I'm one of your hosts, Brando, and joining me, as always, it seems, on these Rank 'em All podcasts, the one and only, the Podfather, Nate Phillips. I like totals. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's up, guys? How's it going? Are, Throwing it why? back to 2009. <laughs> I don't know. I just well, wanted to say I like turtles. Well, we definitely are throwing it back even further back into the 90s as we check out Sap and Jar of Flies in this episode. But we are not alone. We are joined once again by the one and only Tyler McLaughlin. Hello there. And the incomparable Buckles. I want to know if the cat's ranking things too. He gives everything a meow. <laughs> okay, you're done talking for the next mm. ten minutes. <laughs> just wow. for that joke, you're being shut down. There was no joke. He just he gives it a meow. He can't, he can't speak English. He's, he's no numbers. Down on it. <laughs> How dare you? He speaks Mandarin. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, the Aristocats. Well, anyways, uh, uh, guys, he knows Cantonese. <laughs> guys, this is the EP episode. Of course, uh, we're checking out the two EPs. I mean, they're technically, I guess, are three, but that first EP is more of just like songs that were on facelift. But mm-hmm. we are checking out the acoustic ones, Sap and Jar of Flies. The reason why we didn't do Sap in between, give it its own episode, is that it's only four songs. So mm-hmm. it would be a really short episode. So we just kind of jumbled them together here. So timeline-wise, guys, Sap is first, and it is in between Facelift and Dirt. And there's some really interesting stuff to find out about this. When they went in, they actually went in and recorded Sap when they went in to record Wood. And it's because they they made an agreement to make uh, Wood. (laughs) It's so funny to say that. (laughs) did Mm -hmm. not mean a... Like a two by four, like we're gonna we're gonna make wood for this. So they're gonna have wood was gonna be on a soundtrack for the uh, for the movie singles. Um, and while they were in there, they just cut a bunch of tracks, ten songs, and only four of them actually made it on the EP. But one of the songs that was almost on this EP was Rooster. Mm-hmm. They actually recorded it. That That's part. crazy. So Rooster, the, the demo version, guys, is on um, the Music Bank. Is that what it's called? Uh, music Box, I believe. Music Box. It's on Spotify. Yeah. It's like a big compilation. And the demo version from on that one is from the SAP Sessions. So go check that out. I actually listened to it earlier. Oh, no it, shit. It, yeah, it only has like 200,000 plays compared to, like, to the 126 million for Rooster. Or uh, that they so like definitely go check it out because it's it's an early version of Rooster and they decided to just hold on to it and keep it for the next record, which is really interesting because when we talked about Dirt, we talked about how like uh, especially Buckle says Rooster's awesome, but it's but it doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the mm-hmm. album. Case in point, that's it's why not, yeah, it's not from the album, it's from the Sap sessions, it's from and also Wood as well. Like both of those songs came from before they sat down in that session. Mm-hmm. And they had a completely, some songs had a more 
cerebral feel and more of a of a of that drug trip feel, and other ones didn't, and they felt like they were telling some sort of story with her music. But that was so cool to find out. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's also the fact that they're both a lot heavier than anything else that's on SAP. Yeah, in terms of like that's not it's not as uh, acoustic forward. Yep. Um, well, and that was what's that was what's what I cannot speak was what was interesting to me about SAP is that. While this is an acoustic album, there's a lot of distortion and still like oh, uh, yeah. here. So it's, it, it, yeah, it's not straight up stripped down. And I kind of thought that was cool. And it did uh, take me for a loop. Sap was released on February 4th of 1992 and was only recorded a few months earlier in November of 91. It's only, as I said, only, like only four tracks. There's a hidden track. We'll get to that one. Only one <laughs> single was released on the album. And the EP has a couple of guest vocals, including Ann Wilson from Heart, uh, as well as uh, Mark Arm of Mudhoney and Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. So, what the an actual Fs across the board? I thought to my, because I don't like look at the little liner notes and stuff like that. I just listen and like naively rank these and shit. And I honestly was like, I had a couple thoughts and we'll, as we go through, but I was like, I want to say there's extra people singing, but then I was like, nah, this is just them sounding young and they just like are yeah. hitting some <laughs> some moments. But yeah, some of my notes, you're going to hear me be like, oh, sounds like X. Yeah, there, there's one you really can't, uh, you can't question at a certain point. So, oh, yeah. So um, Lane Staley encouraged Jerry Control to le- sing lead vocals on the EP. Mm-hmm. And Jerry actually does sing lead on Brother and splits lead vocals with Staley on Got Me Wrong. Um, and then, as I said, there's only four songs on this technically, uh, this is so, uh, Allison Chains for this is Lane Staley, Jer- Jerry Cantrell, Michael Starr, and Sean Kenny. By the way, this is the last thing that we're ranking with Michael Starr because he was kicked out of the band after the recording of Dirt mm-hmm. <laughs> and was replaced by Mike Inez. So there we go. Uh, all, <laughs> all lyrics and music. <laughs> Music was written by Jerry Cantrell, except where noted, there's only one note. <laughs> only one note. Um, yep, exactly. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> straight face it. Uh, and this is certified gold in the U.S. Over five hundred thousand copies are sold. I don't, I don't know how many worldwide. I think I did read an extra note that said Dirt has a total of five million copies sold, and that's their highest and most sold record uh, out of all their stuff. Which kind of surprised me a little bit in terms of like unplugged. I thought unplugged might have gotten more, but we'll get to like, when we get uh, there. Yeah, we'll get to that one. But fellas, you ready to rank SAP? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, All sir. right, brother. As we said, lead 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 vocals by Jerry Cantrell and guest vocals by Ann Wilson from Heart on this one. Uh, yeah, this song was about uh, his relationship. With his younger brother, uh, I guess when uh, his their, their parents got divorced, they were split, and uh, Jerry was like, "This song was kind of trying to build a bridge." So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of carrying forward some of that deep. You know, it, it's kind of funny that he wrote this song like about his brother, and also then in the same sessions would write "Rooster" about his dad. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of fits in uh, thematically a little bit, guys. But brother, who wants to go first? Show of hands. I'd like to just for the fact that uh, I actually have a little bit of personal experience with the song okay. in that uh, I, my parents divorced when I was about nine and 
I, we both lived with my dad and I was given the option at certain points to split up. And I chose not to just because of my brother, actually, because my younger brother was four years younger than me and I didn't want to leave him by himself at single digit age. So lyrically, this one actually had a lot of meaning to me. Um, musically, I kind of, I enjoyed it. Not, it's kind of the, not my favorite on the album, but not bad by any stretch. Mm -hmm. I do really, I really enjoyed the little like background kind of coil, like uh, thing in the background. It's a sitar, I do believe. Is it really? Yeah. I just thought he was bending notes on a guitar, I thought, but it could be either one, obviously. Um, And it's got a really nice bluesy solo. Um, But other than that, like, I really like it. I've felt a little personal with it, but as a song itself, not one of their better ones to me. So I, I got it. I liked it, but I wasn't a huge fan. So there's parts of it that I enjoyed. We'll go to Nate. Nate had his hand up second. I'll go ahead. We'll, we'll go over him. So I really, I really dig this song too. I think that it has a charming, naive Alice and Chains quality to it. You can tell they're still younger when they're writing this song, but this is the first example of you denoting all the people that are in this album in the chorus. I'm like, Lane has gotten a very feminine tone going on. Like he is really pushing some bounds here. That's crazy. And I kept, I've listened, I've listened to it a lot. So I like really have thought about, is that a woman or not? My, I'm, I landed on not a woman. <laughs> so, um, whoops, sorry. Uh, who, sorry, which Ann, one was it? Sorry, and Wilson and Wilson. Ann Wilson, Ann Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ann Wilson from Heart. My bad. Whoops. Uh, but I, I, I think it is a really. This is a good start to the album because it right well the EP because right away it shows you this is them being a little bit different, taking risks, and they're still putting it out there. It might not be the Alice and Change that's grunge and all powerful, but it's got some real like re-listenability is important to me. And I could listen to this song a million times and not get sick of it. What does that say about the song? So that's where I kind of landed with my rank. T.Y. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go, you know, normally everyone else is choosing this, this uh, path here to the right. I'm going to go left. Uh, this, is, this is one of my favorite Alice in Chain songs of all time. Um. Just sap in general, just the, you know, Nate, Nate just hit it for me. Replayability, you know, not long ago, uh, Alex and another friend of ours were hanging out and we were jamming just sap and jar flies. And there was more than once that I was like, hey, have we listened to the whole album or to the whole EP yet? And Buckles was like, yeah, it's only four songs. We've listened to it like 15 (laughs) times. (laughs) You know, we we were just hanging out and jamming and bullshitting and playing cards, you know. So no, I, I at least was was so relaxed and it was so chill. Um, I have a real soft spot for um acoustic projects like this. So uh I I kind of look at this one maybe with rose-colored glasses on a little bit. Um, but I love I love brother and I'll, I'll tell you this right now. The first two, uh, the first two songs on this, I bet nobody will rank them higher than me. Hmm. Oh, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we got you wrong. Well, 
shit, dog. Well, Wait until the next song, you bastard. We haven't ranked yet. So when I first listened to this, I thought it was good, but I thought it was a bit average. Now, that's not bad. Again, average is pretty good. It is like I, I didn't d- dislike this song at all, and I really liked the solo. When I, I re-listened agree. to it, I liked it just a little bit more. Not a lot more. It wasn't my favorite, but just a little bit more. And I think that reflects in my ranking. So I'll go first with the rankings. I gave it a 7.25. So See, I, I think that's super respectable. Uh, well, T.Y., since you are uh, going to be the measuring stick. 9.75. I, yeah, probably not. I almost just put a plus in your box. <laughs> <laughs> just plus. 9.75. Nick, sir. I gave her a 7.75. I really dig it. I just appreciate how much uh, Jerry shines in yes. this first song. He does. And it, it's, I, I think, and I, I think you'll find us saying this over and over again throughout these episodes, their ability to shine alone in every song and together in almost every song is what made this band great in the first place. And I I just think this is another great example of what made them who they are. Buckles. Um, I'm kind of along the same lines as you had where I, I enjoyed it, but I, to me, it wasn't really all that memorable outside of a couple of little pieces like the solo. I really enjoyed um, not a bad song by any stretch, but I didn't find it all that memorable. I gave it six and a half, six point five. The next song is the single, released in November of ninety four. Wait, ninety what? It was on the uh, Clerk it, soundtrack. Okay, it's Clerk soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That is right. Yeah. So, yep, you're right. That's that's how they got a single off of this thing was from the Clerk soundtrack. A couple of years later, that threw yep. me off. I completely forgot about that. So in November of 94, <laughs> House of Chains had a single from Sap from two years prior. And two that years is later. <laughs> that is the song Got Me Wrong. And I'll go first on this one. I actually really like this song a little bit more than the last one. And um, this almost had a Stone Temple Pilots or Soundgarden type vibe to yes. it. Yes. Um, and in in my opinion, is probably the best song on the album, uh, but nowhere near their best before Sap or even after Sap. Because as I said, you know, this is before Dirt has even come out, so like there's still some more greatness to come, and we've already ranked that. So go check out the last episode, guys. But this is a pretty darn good effort for where they were uh, in their catalog at the time. So I'm gonna bebop it on over to Ty and let him go next. I, you know, I, I, I kind of said a lot of, you know, what what I need to say about this song just a second ago, mm-hmm. but I really appreciate the the little, uh, you know, the little guitar solo elements in between, like the chorus and the next verse, and um, I think I I just appreciate this song a lot because for some reason when I started to get or when I really 
heard this song for the first time. It was right when I was discovering really Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden. You know, Brandon beat me right to it. And I just listened to the song so much, especially with it being a single on the radio that I just, I don't know. It's kind of like a habit to be like, yeah, and just jam the song, you know. So obviously not crazy high, but I think it's quality. Nate. So the verse of the song. Do you know a band in the early 2000s stole the F out of that? And as soon as I heard it, my first thought was, wow, they got away with blatant murder three doors down. Oh, yeah. literally. Yeah, it is. I'm, is it, it's either a loser. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's loser. It's, loser. it's, it's the loser. same, literally the same like chord progression. Yeah. OK, so 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 that's my first thought. Um, but honestly, this is, again, replayability wins the day i know it's shorter i created a little playlist on spotify called sap of flies i'm clever i get it <laughs> uh, uh not jar of sap <laughs> no <laughs> right no. there man no How i didn't want to be obvious so anyways uh you know jamming i was always stoked when i would get back to this in the rotation because i'm like there's just something about the song that I really love. It's a mixture of the guitars, the way they're layered, the way the solo kind of plays in, how through the verses and choruses, like T.Y. said that, chugga, 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 that hits between it. And it just like it, it gets it just jazzes me up and gets me in it. But when they go to the I haven't felt like this for so long and they do that first harmony, it's one of their worst harmonies in the entirety of their body of work. I I heavily disagree with that. No, 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 no. We might be talking about two different parts of this now. It's the first time in the chorus they do it. And he just, he doesn't hit it dead on, bro. It's flat. And I hear it and I'm like, oh, he wants that note back. But the rest of the parts of the song are amazing, you know? But that's all I've got. You disagree, Brandon. Buckles. <laughs> yeah, I was just—I was waiting for my my turn here. Yeah, um, the, the the floor is yours. Honestly, like my first experience with this song was hearing the acoustic version uh, from the live set first, and really liking it. I've always had a big, been a big fan of the song, so going back and re-listening to it this time, hi Tyler, um, <laughs> Mister <was>, Wilson. <laughs> I when I got in my car coming home from work the other day put sap on and this came over the speakers in my car i totally got a different vibe from it because there is a very much different tone uh specifically the bass the bass in the song is awesome mm-hmm. not just the bass not just the bass line the tone you yeah. don't hear you don't hear a clean bass tone in a lot of songs especially a lot of metal songs you actually hear the reverberations of the strings when they're playing the bass on the song that's awesome and speaking to the replayability, this is one of the nothing on on dirt is like this song because this is one of the few that has a straight up fucking groove to it. Oh yes, like this has got a shuffle groove that is it's catchy, and it comes back to some of their stuff on facelift that was a little poppier almost. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit that we talked about, like being a uh, 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 very Guns and Roses esque, where it had more of a pop tendency to it. 
this is a very, very melodic, very groove of a song. And it stands out a lot. It's my favorite song on the album by, or the EP by a long shot. What'd you give it? I gave it an 8.5. 8.5. Nate. I gave her an 8.5. And T.Y. 8.5, my man. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are not going to clean sweep it. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> what's funny is there's a typo on my, <laughs> I have a typo on my own notes. My notes is supposed to say 7.5, but I wrote 7.4. So that's what I'm giving it is a 7.4. <laughs> I liked it just a little bit better. See, originally I ranked brother at, at just a seven, but on my re-listen, I, I kind of, I dug it a little bit more. So, um, but I'm like, ah, oh, but I can't put it as high as got me wrong. <laughs> Cause I, I I'm thinking of this in terms of like things that we've already ranked too, even though this is technically right. before dirt, I'm think I've already man. There, there's some great stuff on there and great stuff on there uh, and on facelift. I'm like, does this live up to that level of what I've ranked there? Maybe not quite, but definitely if I'm thinking a seven point four, <laughs> as in my fat thumb, but four, I don't think that that's necessarily out of the ballpark either. Like this is a damn good song. Uh, the next song is the other song we have some guests on and the lyrics. Nope, nope, never mind. Uh, I say uh, there's two more songs with guests. I think. Uh, well, there's this one, uh, which is... Well, there's only two more songs on the album, so... Right? Well, technically. Um, got, uh, no, Right Turn is the next one, and that is the one that has uh, Mark Arm uh-huh. and um, Chris Cornell. A, Chris Cornell. A wild Chris Cornell appearing. And they are not credited on the album. They are both credited as Alice Mudgarden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I still like jar sat more but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah at, that's get Al- out of my mud garden <laughs> that's alice and chains that's alice mud honey and sound garden alice mud garden <laughs> alice, alice mud garden sounds like a powerpuff girls villain <laughs> almost it could have went with honey garden it would have been a little bit more that sounds like a, that sounds like a porn star <laughs> oh shit <laughs> So that sounds, um, that sounds like Nate's last Google search. <laughs> no, it does not. Not even close. Because I nope. I'm just here. We go. Let's just do it. Let's just go live on the air and see what oh, the last God. things I Google searched were. Let's see. Chicago Bulls basketball team. Uh, care credit card. Minecraft upgrade weapons. Thanks, Ollie. Big love, bud. Shout out to you. Uh, magic weapons download pack Minecraft upgrades. Those are the type of things in my search bar, buckles. I'm not going to tell you mine because mine are all- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Mostly because, like I said earlier, off the air, I took, I had to take go to the vet to get my dog's medication today. So it was side effects of random dog medication. <laughs> I like so, how he said he so, wasn't going to tell us, and then still told us. He's like, I'm not going to tell you guys. It's all this shit. Here's exactly the shit. I don't find. Why is my dog shitting more? <laughs> well, this conversation took a right turn at Albuquerque. That's the name of the uh, next song. Oh, you here. are very, very good at these. Uh, well, you know what? 
we got to get this show back on the tracks. We got to keep going here because I got to go to bed at some point tonight. Uh, right turn, man. Um, you know what? Uh, we will have Nate go first this time. Nate. Bro, I swear to God, I was like, how does this guy sound so much like Chris Cornell in one song? Like, what is happening? <laughs> so to find out it was actually Chris Cornell is kind of gratifying because I'm like, hey, my ears are pretty good to pick out that voice. I mean, it's obviously unmistakable, but like, I swear in my notes, it says might have inspired sound card. <laughs> whoops sorry guys but i um i honestly to to just be real i really love the song i think it closes out strong with his final little outro verse thing um all in all it's just a very powerful hits you in the jugular like again emotional context and replayability win the day for alice and chains with me i can listen to right turn a million times and never once be like god i'm sick of hearing this song because everything about it's pleasant how they settle into the vocal pattern in the verses it's very soft and palatable across that guitar riff Ah, huge fan buckles um i'm kind of the exact opposite i didn't didn't really find this re-listenable at all um i thought it was really short really messy the uh cornell thing is it's cool i love chris cornell and he is like peak early Soundgarden, Jesus Christ pose vocals sound right there. But that whole section of the song is a fucking mess. Like it's like they're singing over each other at different speeds, different rhythms. There's like two different sets of lyrics going on. It's it's a mess. And like, I'm like, that's really cool. I enjoyed hearing Cornell like being surprised and thinking, holy shit, that's Chris Cornell. But I didn't really need to listen to the song again. T.Y. I think for me, what, and it took me a lot of re-listens of this song and that messy uh, Cornell part that Buckles was just alluding to, a lot of time really putting that part under a microscope and... um, There's a random Juno behind you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We've never seen her just on the air walk across and do her thing. That was amazing. I don't see her. Uh, She already walked back in the kitchen. Anyway, but uh, trust me, um, I think for me, this is when Chris Cornell was like, dude, I really want to do Temple of the Dog like like this. That part is what um, it's what inspired. It's what gave them the I guess the inspiration to do Temple of the Dog, because it's just like. So much of that song is is Pearl Jam and set early Soundgarden. And then, you know, obviously it's short. I think if it was any longer and, you know, had too much Cornell that it would it, that it would be a bad song. But I, I, I agree with everything that you said. Nate. I, I don't have any trouble um, listening to this song. So. Welcome back, Buckles. Hopefully everything sounds yeah, okay now. Much, much better. I didn't know if I didn't while well, Nate was doing his bit, I could barely hear anything. So I was waiting to see if it was once you guys started talking. I didn't know if I was like, wait a minute, is it just me? Is it all them? No, you guys sound a lot better now. Thank you. Okay. So what you miss is that uh TY agreed with Nate. So Okay. <laughs> I don't guess I'm just the odd man out. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I I found this song to be disjointed and unpleasant. 
Uh, didn't care for it whatsoever. And I mm, gave it a disjointed. Five. Good word. I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Actually, same five on five. the nose. I really did not like it. Uh, I can appreciate uh, Chris Cornell, and I love Chris Cornell. Come on, dude. He, he's one of the few singers who can actually bring tears to my eyes just with his fucking soul. Like, oh, yeah. He fucking sings his heart out. And for for record, the best version of uh, Redemption Song by Bob Marley ever recorded. His is awesome. The That acoustic performance of... And the, a bean. Of... Prince is nothing compares to you. Sorry, my kid has a can <laughs> yes, of beans. Yes, yes, God. <laughs> All I hear Tyler say is can of beans. <laughs> Tyler, what's your ranking? Beans. <laughs> can of beans. I said, I'm sorry. Juno ran by and she had a can of beans. <laughs> that, makes even that makes it even better. <laughs> You are, you are such an agent of chaos that your children are just randomly gearing around cans of beans. Word <laughs> of sap of flies. I can't wait for can of beans. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> oh, God. Is Tucker going to ask you for your special recipe now? <laughs> oh. I will ask Tyler what his rank was, though. I think. Again, you know, looking at it from a little bit different perspective, I think that's what makes me appreciate this one a little bit more. I think 7.25 is totally reasonable. And Nate? 7.25 is literally my exact same score. Interesting. I don't know if we've ever had a rank where... (laughs) where, Half and half? (laughs) Well, not only half and half, but like, like... we had four people and two two groups of two agree and both give it the exact same ranking yeah. just on separate sides of the coin. I thought that was pretty interesting. So now the last song on the EP. Darn it, this is the last song with lyrics <laughs> by Lane Staley. There was no hidden track. I don't know what you're talking about. Am I inside? This also has guest vocals Ann from Wilson. Ann Wilson from Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go first. Uh, I felt like it has an ominous vibe, almost cathedral-like in the vocals. And that's all I took away from it. <laughs> Lemon pepper. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just wants to grill, Tyler. She just mm. wants to grill. <laughs> what What does the toddler shaman have to say? What, what do the old ones tell you, child? Lemon pepper seasoning. What an omen this is. <laughs> well, now we know what now we know what Juno's ranking was. So for Christmas, we're getting Juno lemon pepper seasoning. Get her spice rack is what we're getting her. Get her, come on, get her chicken. <laughs> All right, Buckles, what's your thoughts on Am I Inside? Uh I really like the vocal harmony with Ann Wilson for one. I think it's better than the uh better than the one she did in Brother. Mm-hmm. Um the hand percussion in the back half is kind of cool just because it's a little out there. Um, the downward slope in the verse, like the way that it's structured, that kind of downward vocal slope mm-hmm. is fucking disorienting as hell. Yeah. Like it is just ominous and I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that it's one I'd want to go back and re-listen to over and over, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was and it's not a bad song. It's, it's interesting. I liked it. The, a little better than the last one. 
I can see that. Man, that's um, good for me. Like, it's it's an interestingly crafted song for that, and I can give it credit for that. Ty, I like a lot of uh, of what you said here, Buckles. I totally agree with you. I think this, if you had to choose one song to have like a good harmony with, with you know one of one of the the most influential female oh, yeah. vocalists in oh yeah in rock preach, and roll brother, preach it's w- it's it's this song right here dude it it's it's fucking good and you know i love uh anna nancy wilson so much it's like how could how could you not give this one a good score not too good but i think uh i think i've got a respectable number for it there's a there's a really cool payoff years and years down the road after Staley passed and they reformed the band that they actually did a live show I think it was broadcast on MTV with Anna Nancy from Heart doing mm-hmm. I think Barracuda mm-hmm. with Allison Chains as a backing band and it's fucking cool yeah it's a really I good cover that. isn't I think like Gretchen Wilson does vocals with them at some point it's mm-hmm. really good actually Nate kind of nice little circle payoff what's your thoughts on Am I Inside <sighs> This song, mm, it's like an incomplete thought because I think there is a lot that could happen with this song, but it drones on. It's the same thing over and 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 over. And it doesn't really change. And and, and that's fine. I think this would have made for a really great like Van Halen intro track kind of type deal where they are leading into an actual song. But this is kind of like the you know, the little build up to the song, you know, as it were. Uh, but for me, I just don't connect with this song. It's not, again, this is a is an interesting situation where this is the, the clunker on the album for me, not to say it's terrible, but it's, it's literally the one I do not really love to listen to. I don't get excited that am I inside is on. I'm just like, okay, we're going to drone on about this for three and a half minutes. Cool. But you do, you do appreciate. Oh, she kills it, and yeah, okay. and, and the harmonies are good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from the 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 musical competency of this band. They still do it well. It's not that they're not going to get like a, a, a three or something on my rank. I want you all to know that. But to me, it's just like you had a thought. And instead of fleshing the thought out, you just kind of got stuck on that first initial idea and just said, yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster. We're building a roller coaster. We're going to build a roller coaster. And by the time you said you built a roller coaster, nothing got built. But you're at the end of the song. Mm. Like, okay. like I said, it's, it's sonically interesting, but it doesn't really do. It doesn't really hang on that well together. Yeah, I I think now that that's the fourth song ranked and that's all the songs ranked, you, you mentioned so much about the replayability and everything. <sighs> There's only one song on the album that I really see myself replaying, and that's uh, got me wrong. But that doesn't by any means make the rest of the album bad, which is, I think is a really interesting take on it. All right. Like then. The, difference, the difference in opinion, yeah. What's the rank, Nate, for Am I Wrong? For, for me, I, it is I, six. <laughs> am I inside? Am I wrong? You might be. <laughs> Depending on your rank. Let's see. I... <laughs> Gave it a 6.25. Oh, 6.25. Okay. 6.25. And T.Y. I think, again, I'm uh, 
you know, I'm a vocal harmony fanboy. So it's got to be a 7.75 from my boy here. And Buckles. Straight seven. It's so, an interesting song. So, so before, before I put your, your rank in, <laughs> this song has the most metal <laughs> rank ever. And now it's not going to once I put your rank in. But, okay, bef- but before Buckles rank, this song has a rank of 6.6666666667. Am I inside? Am I inside? No. The devil is inside. No, 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 no. Because now after a seven rank from Buckles, it is now a 6.75. So, guys, oh, the ranking for SAP is done. The highest ranking song has got me wrong with an 8.2. And the lowest one, well, was uh, Right Turn with a 6.12. Brando's average was 6.41. Nate's was a 7.43. Tyler was a 8.31. Buckles was a 6.75 with a master rank for SAP at a 7.22. Hold on. Now, hold on. I'm not going to let you get away from this album without talking about the secret song. So that I'm secret sorry. song, love song, guys. It, uh, I guess on the original pressing, is this on that one? Is this on a CD mm-hmm. somewhere? Is this on a vinyl cut of Sap that that uh, hidden after Am I Inside? You have, I have no idea song. what you guys are talking about. This is called Love Song. This is where everybody decided to pick up somebody else's instrument and try to play it. Lane Staley plays the drums. Sounds like. Um, it's bad. It's very oh bad. Oh, my gosh. All okay, right, so, so check um, it out. Hold on, I want to, I want to, I want to read you my notes for this. Just straight across, note without hearing the song. These are my notes for the song, Nate. We start off with "Lurchy like a drunk." What the fuck is this? In all caps, get that fucking midget, which is a lyric in the song. Um, everyone's drunk in the studio, and this sounds like instruments falling out of the back of a truck. Yeah, <laughs> this is almost four minutes long. Yeah, yes. Okay, it is. It is Okay, yes. so Lane Staley plays drums, Jerry plays bass, Michael Starr plays guitar, and Sean Kenny, who plays drums normally, plays piano and megaphone. <laughs> yes. You don't play the megaphone, the- baby. No, you yell into it. If this is the case, you yell, get now, that fucking midget. <laughs> I will say that most everybody plays their instruments competently. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't like Lane's drumming. I'll just be honest with you. I don't like the way it sounds. Um, you can't really make out what he, you have to listen really hard to what to what Sean's screaming into the, the megaphone. The lyric, you have the lyric video makes a lot more. Well, sense. there you go. Yeah, somebody else did the work, so it's like I don't. Have, but, but, so why is this not ranked, guys? We, we when we say rank them all, we're supposed to rank them all, right? We rank every single mm-hmm. track. This isn't a track. This isn't available on Spotify. I don't have Apple Music, but it's I'm pretty sure it's very similar to how Spotify is laid out. And if we have to go searching for it, usually it doesn't really get ranked. So, but if it's a single track, if this track was on a soundtrack, if it was on a compilation, if this was on a bluegrass album hidden off somewhere, maybe we would track it down and have an extra song. We've done that before. Why am I not doing it now? Because it was significantly lower saps appeal <laughs> i i actually did a ranking for it just because i didn't know if we were going to so i went ahead and did one anyway it would have been a one but yes but i also want to point out the very first ranking i gave it because i didn't again didn't know what we were going to do with it in the spirit of the song literally written here 
my original ranking was 75Q Texas vomit emoji. That was the, <laughs> that was the ranking I gave. 75Q Texas vomit emoji. <laughs> Although I kind of wish I could replace it with can of beans. Now. <laughs> um, let me check. Uh, yeah, can of beans. yeah, can of beans will be allowed in the ranking from here on out. This this song ain't I, I, worth a hill of beans. I, I have to ask you, is it worse than Van Halen 3? <laughs> Buddy, they made an attempt with Van Halen 3. A dog the bounty hunter attempt. <laughs> I mean, they tried and it failed miserably. Now, but look, the, look, look, look. At least you tried. Look. I it's the Bart get, Simpson cake. I get what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be worth la- laughing and having a, a grand old time in the studio making this weird mess. You know, uh, it's, it's almost Stormtrooper of Death, if you've ever listened to them, where it's almost intentionally bad. But again, the, the Sean kills it on the damn piano. If you hear him playing the piano, it sounds cool. Dude, but- we got to talk about that megaphone. And I then, think the only thing that they succeeded in was making Brando angry. <laughs> I I literally turned it off and turned on hollow notes to help cleanse my palate. All right. I, Hell I had yeah. To, I had to listen to I had to go and look up another YouTube video to make sure this wasn't a like fan made prank song. <laughs> uh, stay tuned, all you listeners out there. Uh ranking hollow notes coming 2023. Oh yeah. I would be down. And honestly. Um, or oh, I wasn't kidding. There, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably going to be some, some bonus ranks for uh, Oates' mustache. Um, I, I, w- I will say that when they were inducted in the Hall of Fame, he doesn't have his own. There, there should be a, a, its own wing. It should be an honorable mention for just the mustache. That mustache is epic. But guys, mm-hmm. Sap is ranked. It's in the bag. Nate oh. is very. Nate's got a point to make here. What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> While you guys were gallivanting about this song, I shut the f up and went and listened. <laughs> I cannot be without. <laughs> Why? Why have you done this to yourself? Do you have anything of note to add to this song? I kind of liked it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, okay, let me explain. <laughs> I love the piano. I think that the um, the intro piano is really like it has like a queen energy to it, even though it's not queen. It just like has this real like nice hop along um, and it's very vaudevillian when they kick into the verse, whatever the hell that is. I swear, <laughs> whatever that they're, is, they're, they're just doing dude. They're just doing like early blast beats when black metal was really first becoming prominent in the early 90s. And they're, they're just like, I don't know if they're making fun of it. But like they do it kind of well. I was like, not your style, Alice in Chains. Don't ever do that again. But good attempt. Like, okay, I'm not. I'm not. And then I like end with that beautiful piano again. So like, I'd give it a three. It's not the worst thing ever. It's better than Van Halen three, I can say. You push the instruments out of the back of the truck, but a nice way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did it with grace and style, and you might have been wearing a fluffy robe. I'm pretty sure that the who destroying their instruments was more melodic than this song. <laughs> Sap has been ranked it's in the bag. 
<laughs> we're back. I like Brando's not even trying to get us back on the rails so much. Just know we're to we're we're, we're moving the on. Car. We got another album to rank or EP. Where's this damn thing at? <laughs> Jar of flies. Jar of flies was the, was the thing that they made after dirt. So they went it. So so they went in the uh, they went in and made dirt, and then came out. This is the follow up to dirt, and. I'm not saying that very facetious. No, like this is the first album with uh, new bassist Mike Mike Inez. Is that uh, is it Inez or or Inez or whatever it is? Anyway, uh, I have no idea. Anyways, guys, this thing has sold four million copies. It was nominated nice. for two Grammys. It's got a hell of an interesting album cover. It it does. <laughs> it does, and. Man, I, I I don't want to really like give too much away, but I fucking love this. I, I it's very good for as much as I really didn't like Sap personally. Like it's all right. I was not really digging it too much uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love this. Anyway, this was released January of '94, so it's funny. The same year that this this album, this EP came out, they had a single from the last EP. <laughs> <laughs> the clerk. And they had released an album in between that. And and there were three singles from this EP that came out this year. One so, of which was nominated for two Grammys. Yeah. A this lot is, of weird stuff is, going on. This is the first and for a long for a very long time was the first and only uh, EP to debut at number one in the charts, too. Up until the Lincoln Park uh, Jay-Z crossover, I do believe. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um all music is composed by Jerry Cantrell, except when noted. Lyrics by Lane Staley, except when noted. So we are on that. Are you guys ready to get down with some jar of sap? Sap of flies? Can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, what, these be- what are these beans doing in this jar? Ma. We're feeding the flies. Ma, trying to collect some more, sap. Ma. <laughs> Ma, give me some of that sap. <laughs> Come here. I said give me. Mama. <laughs> See, you really, you really need to watch the YouTube version of this to get the full yes, aspect of it. Just absolutely. See, just get how exasperated Brando gets with the rest of us. Oh, no. Trust me. It ain't that bad. Uh, <laughs> Rotten apple. It's not dick not even having remembered the song we're about to rank. No shit. Anyway, rotten apple. I'll go a first. Long one. Yeah. Yeah, long ones. Uh, almost is. seven minutes. I love the tone. Oh man. I love the guitar tone here. And this sounds miles. Miles above sap. Like, granted, we've already after sap they made dirt. They kind of dialed in their sound a little bit more. Then they went back to the acoustic concept. Mm. It's almost like when you're learning how to cook. You know, you, you, you can't be afraid to mess it up. You can't be afraid uh, to burn the steak or to overcook it. Because then it's like, it's still a steak, even if you messed it up, right? You can, you can doctor it up a little bit. But then... Now you've learned how to not cook a steak. So the next time that you cook a steak, 
you're probably going to be a little bit better at it. And I feel like that's what this is. It feels like it sounds like a continuation of their sound established on dirt, but at seven minutes, it kind of drones on. And we lost buckles, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why he was making that fucking face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's because his laptop restarted on him. Amazing. Oh, dude. We had that happen with uh, with Joe Grimes, uh, kind of <laughs> at the end of that episode. <laughs> at the end of at the end of uh, one of the Van Halen episodes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I really liked it. We'll shoot it over to Ty uh, next um, with Rotten Apple. What'd you think, bud? Um, when you said tone. Like immediately, I've got it <clears throat> in between some thoughts and stuff. I've got like uh, I've got it pulled up on Spotify, so I'm listening to little bits and pieces of it, so I can, you know, bam, so I don't forget something. Anyway, love it, love it, love it, love it. The only thing I don't love about it is anymore, unless it's some like Coheed and Cambria, like taking me on a vision quest. I don't really like songs that are this length. You know, I, I don't I don't know if it's my ADHD or what getting worse as I get older, but it's just a little bit too long. I kind of felt the same. I, it's I do like long songs, but it, I guess it all just depends on what the song is and what's going on with it. You know, it's like uh, for a song, this length, for example, hi, hi buckles. Welcome back. I, yeah. My computer just went, Hey, we have an error. We're restarting. Fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Blue screen of doom for a second there. But like, for example, like master of puppets, I can listen to mm-hmm. master of puppets. Master of puppets has like uh chapters to it. It, it, it has a, like a different methods and movements, but this song, right. It doesn't really have that, so therefore it's like, as I said, kind of drones on just a tad. But buckles before we lose you, what do you think about Rotten Apple? Uh, solid meth, actually. I did not really. I thought the song was way too long, way too drony, and didn't really go anywhere. I really like the bass riff at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Tone's kind of cool. I'm not really a big fan of the of the lyric structure, the ah na na whatever. Um, way too much wah pedal, <laughs> like just really 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 heavy on it and it just seemed very monotone the whole way through to me Mm. i do remember something that i was gonna say very black label society zach wild guitar sounding in the beginning to me i I I definitely hear that i definitely um i actually kind of heard that a little bit on dirt as well like Mm -hmm. i can hear that from there which is funny because like you know zach is actually famous and prominent in 94 Right. Uh, yeah, like you know, he's with Ozzy and has been for a while. Mm-hmm. No more tears. Osmosis is coming out in the next year, you know. So it's like he's out there doing his thing. He's doing Pride and Glory. He's getting ready to mm-hmm. Black Label's getting ready to really kind of take off for him uh, by the end of the decade there and really become something big for him. So um, very interesting to see how like both of these were around and yet who knows? Maybe one did have a kind of an effect on the other, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe even even if it was just like uh, auxiliary, not even like really. In, but there, you know, Nate, Rotten Apple. 
Ha! Ah, finally, Buckles and I are on the same accord. I'm so happy. Uh, this song is way too long. Lyrically, it is totally disjointed. It drones on for eternity. And why is Bon Jovi showing up at the beginning of my Alice in Chains album? This Ooh. is no offense. No offense to all the amazingness that a- Al- AIC Alice in Chains does. This is not, in my opinion, a great, sorry about this again, uh, start to an album. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a putting your foot in horse shit right out the gate. Like wow. it's just for, for me, I just, it's not, it's not my Alice in Chains. It's, the, it's just the one song that I don't replayability. This has none. Agreed. What'd you give it? A solid five. Five. And because I don't hate AIC that bad. TY. 7.25. 7.25. And Buckles. Met out of 10 is five. Gave it an eight. <laughs> and eight. And I, I also, except for noted, music was co written here by Mike Inez. On the next song, Nutshell was a single written by Cantrell Inez and Sean Kinney. Uh, Wait, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't a single. Should have been. My bad, fellas. Um, it was highlighted. So like I, I'm like, oh hey, this usually when the songs are highlighted, that means that they're singles. But it fellas, uh, after the episode, we'll have to meet once Brando leaves uh to discuss this mistake. We can't allow things like this yeah. to happen again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At least I caught it during we were- the episode. And I just didn't you, roll with it. <laughs> you're getting you're getting a, a, a two out of ten rank, Brando. You yeah. are the weakest link. Goodbye. The tribe is spoken, my dude. Oh, oh a survivor, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. This is classic chains, but a little stripped down. I mean, this is like straight from dirt, but they just took a little like they I, I don't know, man. They just like muddied it. They muddied up the dirt a little bit, and I liked it. I like it a lot. And that's all I've got to say about it. It's a really good track. And I was a little bit surprised that um, uh, Lane. Oh, no, Lane. Yeah, okay. So, sorry. Uh, on, on, on Wikipedia here, it's like, usually it says, except we're noted. And then it puts Lane for having written it. No, Lane did write all of these except we're noted. And so, I I stand corrected. No. I am very glad that Lane did write these lyrics because it. At first, I was like, I, I thought he. I could. This sounds like a Lane song, and then I'm like, wait, he didn't? No, he did. All right, never mind. I'll pass the ball. Ty. <laughs> I, Brando. I want to start. How do you feel about this song when it comes to the unplugged set? Mm. <laughs> there, you know, okay, so Brandon um, just busted it. Brandon just busted a nutshell. So let me just say without <laughs> w- w- without giving the rank right now. <laughs> thank you, Aiden. thank you, Nate. <laughs> that played into my mind when I tried to rank this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, because as as we've said, okay, unplugged isn't counting towards the album ranks, but song ranks it is. And so, like, I kind of already done that a little bit, maybe in the last episode. Right, where I had a song, and I'm like, man, this deserves this, but is it this because of what's to come? Right, and I and I fought for it, and I did that with this, but I absolutely love the unplugged version. I think that, <clears throat> pardon me, I think that knowing that, again, just like we you and I just said in the last episode, knowing how great the unplugged version of this is. 
I think it would be a disservice to that to rank this higher than that, unfortunately. But at the same time, this is one of my favorite Allison Chain songs mm-hmm. of all time. So, you know, it's just lyrically when when Wayne's doing his thing. I mean, it's got to if it hits you, it hits you a certain way. And, you know, respect this because this is this is to me, this is one of their greatest songs of all time. Absolutely. Buckles. I can't argue with Tyler. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs of theirs as well. It's kind of interesting that on every Alice in Chains album, short of really sap, there's a there's a section in each album where they just hit a really strong mm-hmm. series of songs in a row. Uh, you have that at the beginning of Facelift. You have it at the beginning and at the end of Dirt. But really, in my opinion, the whole thing of Dirt. But right. Um, and right here, they in a completely different tone in this acoustic tone and this softer tone, they hit three in a row, almost four in a row, completely out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the guitar tone in this is great. Uh, it's understated, especially for an Alice in Chains song. Mm-hmm. It's understated in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not restricted. It's not restrained at all, but it's still understated. And it's perfectly captures, even without doing the acoustic live version, the complete like raw nerve that is Lane when he sings. Um, what kind of got to me and how smooth the song is, this song is like from top to bottom, it's just completely smooth. Um, and it's got like a really Sorry. Nate's been drinking, Nate's been having the can of beans. <laughs> Man, what are you doing with them beans? Bud? It's actually just soda shop cream soda, uh, and I don't even got no whiskey, and I'm just drinking straight up cream soda. Anywho, um the thing about this the song in particular really this and the next one both is that the lyrics might be pretty dark but the overall tone of the song like musically is really warm which is kind of odd it's Mm -hmm. an interesting dichotomy and it really hits another side of Alice in Chains that to this point we haven't seen um it almost feels like an inverse of uh down in a hole yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Nate, I literally can't add to everything you guys said about this song. Like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to? You guys... Well, you could add my belching again. God damn it! <laughs> that was just poor timing. I didn't mean to. Well, I mean, what what better way to wrap it all up in a bow by just look? It's just quality. I mean, that's a good look, word. I'm I'm not trying to steal the show here from you, Nate, but I, I I'm just thinking of of all the the things that Allison Chains has written. And produced and I mean think about how many how much shit that they that they demoed for each other that they that never came out. This is quality. This is who they were. I mean, what more can you say? Mm-hmm. My rank is what I'll say next, which is an eight. Nate gives an eight. Buckles. Nine. Nine. Ty, nine point two five. Point two five. I also gave it a nine. The next track. It was a single. Gosh darn it. Written by Cantrell and Inez again. Inez bringing some stuff to the table for his first outing here with the mm-hmm. band. Uh, second single. I stay away. March ninety four. Lyrics by. 
uh, by Lane. Uh, Nate, you, you didn't really get to really say much because we all talked a lot. So I'll let you go first next. I love I Stay Away. I think it's a really charming song. Okay. That's that's my real first like baseline thought. And, and that's great. But there is one specific thing about this song that made me love it. Fall in love with it the first time I heard it. And it's it's it, it happens a couple different points in the song, but specifically talking about them bringing in a level of non rock based instruments to mm-hmm. fulfill an idea that makes me want symphony and Alice in Chains. Oh, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. in this song, you get these amazing symphonic strings that play throughout and they hit in such a way you're like. You know, I didn't think I'd, I I needed violin in my Alice in Chains, but give me more of that. Like, give me five more of that. Give me a the, million more of that. The, how good would Alice in Chains sound doing an s and album? I'm telling you. Like, I, how how criminal is it that we haven't gotten that? Hair on I mean, my arms, bro. Absolutely. Stands up to think about it. Absolutely, dude. Get that cream soda, my man. It's good. It's great. But um, all in all, I think this song is um, it's got one of the most interesting shifts in Alice in Chains music. It's just how beautiful the the intro of that is with all the lyrics. And then when it twists and it gets like, I I don't know, this is just that kind of just like that. Yeah, it's menacing as shit. Yes. And the guitar is like, wow, like I and then and what does it do? What does it, it do? Right, goes right back to <laughs> strings. Symphony. It's like, ow! You suckered me in with the symphony, then you took it away, and I'm like, where's my symphony? It's this crazy grunge, and then you bring my symphony back, and I'm like, whoop! <laughs> Rock hard, bro. Dude, it's especially, like- <laughs> especially think about it when he's like leaning back on the mic, and he's like, ah, don't make that motion when I just said rock hard. Whop. Tyler, I was just uh, trying to satisfy Nate. Was all. Please, please please save your shake weight session for after the show. (laughs) Yeah, Korg. He's just gonna be shaking the bushes, baked beans. (laughs) (laughs) Can of beans, can of beans. (laughs) You you open when you're ready, Mister Can. But specifically, I want to say this. You just made it worse. (laughs) (laughs) When he first fully sings, I stay away. And then there's like a call response violin happening. Oh, it's the best part in the whole entire song. That's the end of my thoughts. Uh, Buckles. Um. I, I want to say that I find it really interesting that Allison Chains can produce material on dirt that is so disquieting and so jarring to hear and so jarring to the ears and then can turn around and produce something that is, in a word, beautiful. The beginning of this song is gorgeous. The symphony, the strings in this are not just like it's not and Nate just hit it on the head. I'm not, I'm not going to you know fist the air like he's doing out there, but it's it's a beautiful song. With a lot of with a shot of straight venom right through the middle of it when it gets to the chorus, but it's another and it's got another one where it's almost if you didn't hear the lyrics, 
if you're just listening to the sound, just the music itself, it's very warm. It's very almost uplifting. But then you remember that it's Alice in Chains. No, it's not. It's it's about being alone and being upset and being sad and being isolated. And if you're, you know, 12 year old me in middle school thinking that's I, st- I stay awake for the first two years of me hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I never claimed to be a wise man. <laughs> but uh, it's it is an absolutely beautiful song. I stay I awake me up inside. Oh my gosh. Anyway, what did I tell you? What did I tell you about talking? <laughs> Go back to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> just just meow for the rest of the episode. <laughs> meow. <laughs> I thought that song was perfect. Ah. <laughs> I will I will drive to your house and slap you for that. <laughs> we'll stay on the air and just dead happy, air, ha- dead silence for happy two hours. Midnight the door. Slap you and then go back home. <laughs> oh, you're just gonna see the slapping. No. No, <laughs> I'll crash through your house like the Kool-Aid man. Um, for this song, guys, I love the mix of acoustic when di- with distortion when it's called for. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that you know it, it, it's very timely, and you definitely wear here where the bands of the late '90s and early 2000s Creed get some of their inspiration oh, from. God, um, I I definitely heard Creed in this song a little bit, like for. Not you know for definitely from where they would go for you know for for, for their early stuff. Um, if Eddie if Eddie Vedder was singing this song, this would be a Creed song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you're not you're definitely not wrong. Um, and again, I love the strings. This song is amazing. We've all kind of said it. It's beautiful. Uh, Ty, do you have anything to add? I don't think we actually got to go to you. Um, nope. I gave it a nine. I gave that a nine. So Ty, what'd you give that one, bud? Nine. Uh, nine and buckles 9.5 9.5 and nate 8.75 7.5 the next track no excuses with lyrics by jerry cantrell and music by jerry i guess as well um first single no month it just says 94 so i assume it was if, if the ep released in january i assume it was pretty early on no excuses. I will go first this time. I absolutely love this fucking song. Mm-hmm. It, this is essential Alice in Chains. This is like softer dirt. This is like uh, like this is like uh, this soil, yeah, soil, soil, uh, human clay. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, okay, not quite. Not quite. Nope. <laughs> no. Hey man, I love Creed. No, come on, come on. I will on, say this. Man. I will say this. My Own Prison is a fantastic album. Oh, dude. Okay. I actually do like... Um, the, I like I, their first couple. I, I so. love that first album. And, and, I, and I do like select songs off of both Human Clay and... Uh, what's mm-hmm. the last one? Or that third one? Uh, Weathered, I believe. Weathered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Anyway. They're about to stomp a mud hole in that Human Clay and walk it dry. <laughs> Had Nate, to walk off the show Nate, for that one. Nate, Jesus. we love Creed in this house. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, yeah, you, you walked off to oh, us talking also, about how much we actually enjoyed it. And actually, full full circle is a really good album. Uh, and <laughs> and it was shocked the hell out of me when I first heard that song on the radio. And it was like, wait, what? what this is Creed? Was that a guitar solo? It, oh, it's, dog. It, if not for Scott Stapp, and this I know this is a complete side. If not for Scott Stapp being a complete and utter douche, Creed would be a lot more popular. 
And now he's that, now he's a super cool dude. I hope he's I doing. Good. I can't speak to that. I can't speak to that. But like, well, like he's the he's the posiest motherfucker ever. If you ever watch like their videos and shit, he is constantly like walking in against the wind, posing in every fucking song, and it's it's infuriating. Well, that was by marketing design and, and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, and also, oh. their, like their acoustic set, which you can find mm-hmm. on Spotify, where they did my own, where they did my own prison and stuff like that. Like uh, it was like Sirius XM or something like that. They did a, an, oh my god, so good. What's your? I know we're we're kind of off in the weeds a little bit, but what's a your thoughts bit. on Ultra Bridge? What's your thoughts on Ultra Bridge? I enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Um, I I like Tremonti's. Miles Kennedy's the bomb. I like Miles Kennedy a lot. Yeah, Um, yeah, Miles Kennedy's badass. Um, But it's yeah, no excuses. I love the vocal harmonies all the way through this song. It it just it never stops. It's it's awesome, and uh, I just love the catchiness of of the entire song. This song fits with fucking Brando. This song like. As much as I could easily say, you know, Nutshell is one of their best songs ever. And for Brando personally, no excuses. Just fits. It just fits. So, mm-hmm. uh, T.Y., I'll hit it. I'll throw it to you next. What do you think about no excuses? You, I mean, uh, I'm just going to hold the mirror up and be like, <laughs> my, name, my name's Brandon. And this is what I have to say. Uh, copy and, and paste Brando's statement, except without repeating all the same Creed stuff. No, I love Creed. So. I, I, I I also enjoy Creed as well. I say more awesome Creed stuff. <laughs> no, I I've actually Nate, looks, Nate, look, Nate actually looks triggered back there. <laughs> no, at the beginning of the pandemic, he uh, Creed actually did a lot of charity. Yeah, they were they were uh, some of the first ones to do big live charity concerts so remember that scott stapp one yeah 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 scott stapp's cleaned his cleaned his act up he's a he's a pretty yeah. cool dude now he's got some mental uh some mental uh d- disabilities or something going on and he's had some problems. issues he said so issues. like I, I do hope he I, I know there's like some bipolar stuff going on with him or i, I, I maybe I i'm speaking right. at a turn but like i don't want to uh speak uneducatedly but i do i did see that i heard it i liked it and i hope he's doing well nate Mm-hmm. Nate, I'll let you speak, and we'll stop. I really love this song. Okay, absolutely. I believe that while you guys have made good points about the song, just in general being really great, the musical harmonies and the vocals are awesome. The star of this fucking song is the drums, hands down. Yes, the drums and the rhythmic power that they have throughout this song is honestly super interesting. Because it gives it. you like the bongo vibe, but it's still drums. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. still a kit, and he's still just making some magic happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And let's just for one second talk about the majesty that is that solo. It hits. It's got the emotion. It's got the drive. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It goes back into the song in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. These are the these are the motions and moves that Allison Chain have now perfected from their last album. And they're just saying, hey, look, we're playing around now having fun, and this is what we can do. And I love it. Buckles. Uh, a lot of the points I was going to say have already been hit on. My first two notes were those drums and that guitar tone, because that is fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my second favorite, like, sing-along maybe song for Allison Chains. Uh, it's right up there, maybe tied for the first. Uh, 
arguably one of their catchiest songs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you brought the solo, Nate, because it also it's I think it's the best solo of Alice in Chains. I think it is the best solo that he has on any song because it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's the perfect length of time. It blends perfectly back in. It is hummable in its own right. You can think of that solo without immediately about hearing the rest of the song. You can still think of the solo from no excuses. Um, <laughs> the lesson that I have is Rob Thomas wishes he could be that smooth. <laughs> like that is that is Woo-hoo! that song is so fucking professionally done for being oh, AP, yeah. Yeah. for being something that they may have not even plan to release this song is perfectly done i will say you know it was noted i can't remember if it was before we started it was right before we started like hey you know uh on spotify this out al- this album or ep is not listed with the eps it's listed no, with the rest it's of listed the- as an album and you can almost make the argument that this kind of belongs with the rest of the albums I would I would it, say it does. Like um, I for a long time thought it was one of their albums. Well, uh, it, it definitely has a lot of love. I know it's been re- recently within the last year re released on vinyl. So go ch- check that out and find it if you can. But Buckles, what'd you rank this sucker? Um, I want to point out that Nutshell I gave a nine. Mm-hmm. I stay away. I gave a nine five. Yep. You can see where I'm going with this. This is a fucking ten. Ah, there we go. A tenaroony. How about T.Y.? What'd you give it? 10, my ten. man. It's gotta be a 10. Hell yes. And Nate. 10, 10, 10, ten. 10s. Across the board, we have another perfect. Hey. So uh, that makes three episodes in a row. We had a perfect score. Uh, awesome. No excuses here. And the next track. Is an instrumental. I was not expecting this, guys. Same. Same. Whale and Wasp. And I have so much unabashed love for this track. Mm-hmm. I agree. I did. Was This proves how musically great the band can be outside of their norm, outside of their comfort zone, and how awesome it would be to see them sit in with the symphony. To reiterate what Nate said earlier with the strings on I Stay Away, this sh- mm-hmm. the, that sh- that that aspect showing up again here shows that like you know we got the unplugged great. Imagine if there were cellos in there with that. Uh, with oh those, my god! You had you know more layers. Stop like, it! I know I mentioned S and M earlier. Made the comparison earlier that you know I wish we could have gotten something like this. Think about the beginning of the first S and M album where they come out to Ecstasy and Gold mm-hmm. and uh, Call of Cthulhu. Think about this in place of that. Think of everybody walking out to this song. Yeah, it's okay. not. It's not a really long. No. Instrumental. It's only a couple minutes long. Two minutes and thirty-seven seconds. But this this could be the start. Of, this is a lead-off track on an album. Absolutely. Easily. Easily. I, I love or a it. final track or a final track on the yeah, album. Yeah, a, a closer or, or, or something mm-hmm. that plays um after you're think done. Of it, uh, uh, after I think the, of it. Uh, yeah. After the band's done playing and you and they put their instruments down and they go stand in front of the stage and they're doing their bows mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they got music playing over the speakers is just to kind of like cause that way it's not just silence. Uh, well, think of, about like uh, on Master Puppets, think of Anesthesia. They finish the finish the album with an instrumental there. Anesthesia pulling teeth. On Master of Puppets? No, I'm thinking. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong album. But no, wait a minute. What album <laughs> are you thinking of, pal? We rank that. Call of I Cthulhu on, on Ride the Lightning is Ride the song the Lightning. that is the okay. That's, that's the closer. Is the closer. I had to take a minute too. It's what? been a while since we ranked them. 
Hey, you gotta help me out. What fuck? I gotta look that up. What album is Anesthesia on? So that's gonna drive that's me. Cool. Uh, Track five. That's on Kill Em All. It's in the Thank middle. You. And then uh, Orion is on Master Puppet. That's what and I was thinking of. That's Orion exactly the next to last Orion. song. Orion is exactly what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Damage Incorporated. Nate, would you give the song a rank? Oh wait, no, don't. No, I'm sorry. I'm going right to the rank. What, like, would you, what would you think first, and then give me a rank? Okay, okay. So my thoughts are uh, instrumental. What? Okay, I can get on board with this. There's a lot of groove, a lot of flow. Here's the weird thing. Okay, and I know they didn't know this or weren't intending to, and I honestly haven't went ahead and listened to the next album yet and ranked it. So I don't know what all goodies are in store for me, but. Weirdly enough, this is almost like a um, a precursor to them knowing Lane wasn't going to be here. You know, it's not necessarily as obvious, but it's very emotional. It's very powerful. And it shows like you said it. And this is what kind of like opened my thought to this even further is like it shows how musically capable they are. But not only does it show how musically capable they are, it shows that they will be able to continue on no matter what. And which is what they actually have been able to do, even with a large, long, multi-year hiatus that they took. Mm-hmm. I could see that very easily. Like a couple of the notes that I had were that it was really uplifting. Like if you take parts of that song, it is very sunny almost or very like optimistic. But then you have that guitar kind of wailing in the background or the beginning of the song and at the end that is sad in its own way. So it's almost kind of a, optimistic but mournful at the same time. See, and then I took also that like the the beautiful, more acoustic guitar is the is the wasp, very, very floaty and, and moving around constantly. And those long oh, that's wow, absolutely it's the whale in the in absolutely. the ocean, just like it has one purpose to float along the sea and do its thing, you know. But when it comes up, it makes this noise, and you're just like you have to you have to pay attention to it. It's not something you can not pay attention to. And I think that's a really interesting part of the song. Yeah. Ty, did you have anything else to add? Yeah, I, I, I kind of got a very similar vibe. Um, you know, the 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 whole time you're listening to the song, and you know, I closed my eyes and I boarded the imagination copter, and um, <laughs> what what I really felt like was imagine, you know, close your eyes and imagine. At the very beginning of the song, it's like you're climbing, you're climbing up a hill and then you get to the top of the hill and then it, the song kind of relaxes a little bit and then you go down the hill and then it, it builds and builds and builds and builds mm-hmm. and then it relaxes again. And I really like that kind of up and down that this song has. And then, I mean, we gotta, gotta echo it yet again. Like how incredible would this be in the fucking symphony? So yeah. Gotta gotta love it. What'd you give it, TY? Nine point five. Nine point five. And Nate. I gave it a seven point two five. Point two five. And buckles. Eight five. Eight five. I gave it a ten. I Hell yeah. I, I cannot blame you for that at all. I gave it a ten. Uh I, I was sitting in the Walmart parking lot in the snow as it was snowing. Ooh. Um, eating a snack before I got on back on the road, and I was just—I was up there <laughs> just drumming on my on my steering wheel, and no excuses, and having fun. And I'm like, 
<laughs> getting done, eating my eat, eating my little snack, after work snack, and I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to hear what this is. This sounds interesting. And he, Lane never started singing. Jerry never started singing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I then I realized halfway through, I'm like, this is an instrumental track. Wow, this is awesome. Um, is it? It's not the only instrumental they do, is it? I don't know. And I'm anxious I can't to think. Yeah. I'm interested to find out. Very Same. interested to find out because, uh, you know, we're all on this trek together. I haven't listened to every single Alice in Chains song, as I've said before. I've listened to a lot, not every single one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not this one. And I loved it. I want to. I want to point out that uh, I listened to this on the way home, coming back from in the, driving in the rain, coming back from a funeral yesterday, and uh, yeah, that shit hits different. It's good. It's it's a gorgeous song. Yeah, absolutely. The next song is was the last single released in October of '94. Was "Don't Follow," which is interesting because then in November of '94, the SAP single would be released. <laughs> So there's this Alice in Chains all year. They chose not to follow it up with, oh, we're following it up. Whoops. Don't follow, guys. This is a lyrics by Cantrell and written, obviously, by Cantrell. Um, harmonica introduced. Yep. <laughs> and almost sounds a little bit like Piano Man. And I'll be honest with you. I could, yeah. I mean, they're not ripping off Piano Man, but no, but I can, but I can see like, where you're coming like from. The, but like the tone of the harmonica. I love the first half of this song. It was so different, not a left field, especially after that. Like I'm like, oh wow, what is this? I'm like, they're doing something completely different, and I really liked it. And then it does this weird transition where it like kind of stops, and then it starts again, mm-hmm. and. It keeps going, and it's just not as interesting as the first half. I don't think it's bad, uh, uh, but I don't think it was needed. And then it kind of circles back around to end it. But I, I, I love the fact, and you might hear me echo this on the next track too, I love the fact that they took a risk and did something that was stepping yeah. out of their norm. You could almost try to convince me that these last two songs are covers, and I would have believed you because mm-hmm. they do sound completely different from their norm and they took a risk on it and I think it succeeds because we've already have nutshell stay away no excuses right in a row essential iconic Alice in Chains then you have and 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 off like just completely off the wall instrumental that does that sounds different and now we're getting a couple other songs that sound also different they're experimenting with their sound mm-hmm. seeing where they can go and what they can do and uh, that that has a lot of balls I give Metallica a lot of credit for that throughout their entire career of taking risks and chances on different sounds and mm-hmm. uh, when it works it's awesome when it doesn't hey go to the next track find something else uh, and I even though I said I didn't like the last latter part that's just because I love the first part. Like I, man, like my ranking is, it, it's not going to be low, but it would have been higher had the second part of the song not existed. Um, Nate, I'll let you speak on this next. I really genuinely love this song. I think that it has across the board, awesome qualities that are all Alice in Chains bag of tricks from Lane's ability to sing softly and make you really listen to what he's doing to all of a sudden coming into this mega scream that is just piercing and hits you in such a way. Um, 
to me, there isn't really much I don't like about this song. I will say my only real note was Har fucking Monica, which <laughs> you kind of covered. So it wasn't a big shock to the listener when I said that because they knew now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, don't follow is just that it, I wrote down. It just it just it just has a certain emotional again. Allison Chains is very good at playing with emotion, and and this is an emotional tune. Right on, Ty. Hey, you know I agree with with everything that you said, Brando, and everything that you said, Nate. Uh, the only place that we disagree, Brando, is I actually really really dig that last minute and a half of that song. The ability to go from, you know, just a really chill, uh, super cool, uh, something different from everything that they've done so far on the album to then transition into this super bluesy, like, you know, almost like a jam session. And then the last little bit of the song transition right back to Jerry Cantrell, just jamming, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed it, but you know, definitely not the greatest thing in the world, but I think it's really solid. And like you said, Brando with the Metallica thing, I mean, how can you fault somebody musically like this wanting to do something different wanting to sprinkle a little bit of something else so you got to appreciate it absolutely buckles what you got um i guess fiddle on a lot of stuff i wanted to say you guys keep talking about the the, it sounds different it sounds different the first third of this song the first half of the song really is a country song yeah this is a straight this is a straight up alice in chains country song Mm -hmm. i say that there's nothing wrong with that at all it's wonderful Mm -hmm. uh the harmonica i mean is just key to that there's also the fact, and Nate hit it very well, is that there's a lot softer vocal tone on this than really a lot of their stuff. Even mm-hmm. even when Lane's singing quietly, he doesn't sing as softly as he does in this, mm-hmm. and it does it does lend it a really different air to it. Um, I and with Tyler that not I actually really enjoyed the second half because there's this oh shit moment when they finish. It's like the second chorus or something like that, and it kind of picks up in tempo just a touch. Mm-hmm. And Lane sings a little bit louder, and then he gets a little bit of a, a great to his voice, and you just said, "Oh, oh, okay, shit, we're getting aggressive now." Mm-hmm. And it does get really aggressive, not not heavy metal, you know, hits you with a fucking hammer, but it is like it makes you sit up and take notice that okay, we're changing the mood here just a little bit, and there's a little bit of snarl to it that I love. That um, when a song makes you like. Draw like you're if you're feeling a certain way about a song, and there's a moment that just makes you just stop and go, Oh, oh, that's perfect. There's nothing better than that in music sometimes. Um, so I, I really absolutely dug this. I thought it was uh, a hit all the way across. What'd you give it? Uh, 8.5 and ty 8.75 75 and Nate. Let's climb that ladder just a little bit more to a nine. Hell yeah. A nine. So I gave it an 8.5. I have written in my notes. The first half is a nine five, but I totally agree. But mm-hmm. I just, for some reason that in last minute kind of like it gets a little bit too repetitive, uh, comparative to what had come before. I do like that. It spun it back around, but man, it, it doesn't drop it that much. It's not like it dropped it down to a three and I absolutely hated it. Right. You right. Know? So, but, I mean, I, I just talked about how much I like it and I gave it the same score you did. So. Right. Like I, I absolutely, I, I dug this, but the next song is the last song on Jara flies. 
Uh, music by Cantrell, Inez, and Kenny. Buckles, you're shaking your head. I'll let you go first. Uh, and now for something completely different. <laughs> hey, like this, this song is so out of left field uh, in, in a in the best of ways. It's a great song, but it is it is like you listen like what the fuck? Okay, mm-hmm. we're we're messing around here. It's swing on this swing is absolutely right. This is a fucking boogie. <laughs> Um, yeah, take us back to 1920, my man. But there's something almost like sarcastic about the song to me. Like I don't know what it is about. There's a couple things about the song that I cannot put my finger on. That it seems like this is just like it's taking that tone, that 1920s tone, but in a very sarcastic, very like sneery, like almost just like kind of thumbing your nose at it style as well. Like something about the song feels really like almost not mocking but almost a little punk in a way. Um, and I swear that I've heard this before somewhere. I can't, I've listened to this song like six, seven times and I, I don't, I can't place it. I don't know where I've heard this before. It wasn't a single. I don't know if it's on a soundtrack. I don't know what. Um, nope. I've even thought, have I heard somebody cover this? I know the answer. I know the Please, answer. I've been thinking about this for a week and a half. Please enlighten me. Huh? Where have you heard it before? <clears throat> See previous album, uh, hate to feel. It's literally hate to feel, just slightly askewed because it's the same exact. They do that exact same harmonic thing with the guitars and everything, and hate to feel on the last album. And it's, I did the same thing at first. I played it, and I was like, "That's so familiar. What is it? That's the first album. going not on the last album. That's facelift, not dirt, Nate. Come on." No, 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 no. Hate to feel is on dirt. Yes, it is. Hate to feel. We just did this on dirt last episode. Buckles, it's on don't dirt. argue. It's on dirt. I gave it a 9.15, bro. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. You gave it a nine, Buckles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I said, I said, I said this before the show started. I am on mental fry state. So (laughs) he's master fry shake. What did he just say? Um, I, I, I am Tyler after the camera comes up here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I am the can of beans. All right. (laughs) Pardon me while I tend to my beans. Nate, uh, Nate, really quick. Do you do you remember that that band name generator from when we were in high school? <laughs> yeah. And one of the one of the names we got, and and I wrote this down. It's in a notebook still, and it's the only one that I really remember or, or remember. And it says, "Be one with the scented beans." Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I kind of I kind of want rage against the can of beans now. <laughs> rage against the can of beans. Um, I wrote first. The first line I wrote, dub bass. The, the, this song mm-hmm. starts with a great bass line. I love it the does. blues. It very much does. The vibe, the vocal harmonies. Oh, man. I really like that they're, again, they're taking a chance on doing something just a little bit different, but, it, but giving a little bit of their own spin on it. And um, I like it a lot, but it falls just a little short from what has come before it. But when you think about what has come before this, those three songs, Correct. Nutshell, Stay Away, No Excuses, well, and then Will and Wasp, and then Don't Follow is pretty good. So it's like, man, it's like for it to fall a little short than that and not a lot short than that is 
better mm-hmm. for me personally than what Dirt did, where you had amazingness and then some mm-hmm. of the stuff in the middle that really was like didn't quite live up to that for me, and then pick it back up at the end. But like even on facelift, the, like you didn't have, in my opinion, across the board with these seven songs, this much uh, consistency. Like you know, totally. Like we, you know, we mentioned Master of Puppets, and Master of Puppets is an eight album or an eight song album. You know, one more song. You know, on this, uh, and and you know, and this would have been uh, one of their best albums, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can I make a correction for myself real quick? Go ahead. When I kept arguing that this song was on uh, Facelift, I was thinking Love, Hate, Love, not Hate to Feel. Ah, uh, that's, that's where I was throwing up. That's where, like I'm no, I'm. That's what I was thinking of that song instead. Ty, do you have anything to swing on this? Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, sorry, I'm going through a sickness currently, and I'm in the process of losing my voice again. Okay. Um, I really, really like this song until about the two minute mark, when there's that section of like that repeating chorus over and over and over again right in the middle of the song that's that's when it loses me and it's not it's one of those like some of the others in the last couple things that we've ranked is it's it's not pleasurable to my ears so once it gets back to that kind of bluesy uh you know funky tone it's it's okay just right there in the middle i don't care for it I'd like to throw out that uh, there's a band I would, and I've mentioned before, but there's a band I'd love to see cover this. Uh, when you think of that bass tone, the swingy tone, that kind of a groove and the disquieting side of it, I'd love to see Primus cover this. Mm-hmm. Nate, what do you, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> Nate. <laughs> what are you doing? Get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind out of the beans, Nate. Nate, Nate, that's a <laughs> Nate, that's a bean dildo. <laughs> I had to type that into Google to find it. <laughs> so is, okay, okay. So now we're getting back Google to search. Yeah, thank you. Along this is with, what we got. This is a bean dildo. Along this with is the Minecraft. Along with the Chicago Bulls basketball team, he typed in bean, bean dildo, dildo, hoping. <laughs> Hoping upon hope that the internet would pull through for him, and it let did. me let me further explain. Uh, that was posted in some group that I'm a part of on Facebook. Can't remember which one. I tried to find it so I could just quick send it to you guys. Couldn't. Couldn't. Be- Bean <laughs> Dildo <laughs> Reviewers Club. <laughs> you know what I hate even more? The, the internet's you know number I, one resource on Bean Dildos. You know what I hate even more? The fact that this you send us the Google image, you sent us a link. Not that you didn't send us a picture. You sent us the link to the Google image. Meaning, it scrolls down and we have more pictures of bean dildos and beans, <laughs> beans and condoms and beans and all other things. Okay, hold on. I got to go back. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There, there are condoms wrapped up and filled with beans. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That one's got a um a, a fucking um the show Mr. Has gone Clean off the Power rails. Scrubber I'm on gonna it. swing on this beautiful beat. <laughs> I'm driving to Nate's house. I'll see you guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, 
the next time I see you, you're getting a slap for Bean Dildo. <laughs> God damn it. What, what, T, why would you rank it? <laughs> such a magnificent thing you just said. <laughs> you're going to get slapped for Bean Dildo. <laughs> Six point seven five. Six point seven five. And buckles. Wait a minute. I put my phone, my tablet down. I walked off when I heard my, the bean dildo killed me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a two thousand and four uh, Xbox Live gamer tag. The bean dildo killed me. Spectacular! Kill killed by the bean dildo. Yeah. Seven point seven point five, and add to the random band name generator. Death by bean dildo. <laughs> Did you say seven point seven five? Seven point five. Seven point five. Okay, and that's, that's correct. And Nate. Hey Ty, I'm gonna do the exact same one as you because I wrote six point seven five. My man. What? And there we go, guys. I gave it a seven point seven five. Jara Flies is ranked, and uh, with Brando, uh, uh, gave me an average rank of 8.89. That's my highest Alice in Chains rank album so far. Really? Um, and Nate, yours is a 7.82. Tyler, yours is a 8.64. That is also your highest. Mm-hmm. And Buckles, 8.28. That is not your highest. <laughs> with a with a master rank of eight point four one, buddies, dirt got an eight point four nine. So this with seven tracks falls just short of mm-hmm. dirt. Uh, the highest ranking track, of course, was the full one, like no excuses, with, with the perfect score. And the lowest one was the opening track uh, with uh, Rotten Apple getting a six point three one. But guys, the EPs are ranked. We're done. We're moving on next week to the self-titled, <laughs> self-titled Alice in Chains record. I'm pretty excited to get to that. And it'll be the last studio album to feature Lane Staley. What an interesting swan song. The final one was the self-titled. I know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it, it, and it won't be the last thing that we review with Lane. We're going to do the unplugged after that, which is going to be an, emo- oh, God. an emotional trip in itself. I mean, that's going to be hard. Uh, uh, I've so listened will to- Tyler. I like how I just have my phone on and in, in, in my like I have a long th- it, it's still it's still, it's still I look you down. have a long don't use the word long and bean dildo in the same <laughs> yeah. sentence. It is it is a very large phallic bean filled <laughs> apparatus. So uh, is no. it one singular bean? <laughs> guys, it's guys, a mega guys, bean. Tell me you guys saw Heinz pick I only I only have so much sanity left. Please. You're right. <laughs> You're You're check right. out this chungus bean. <laughs> oh I love the word chungus. So good. Me too. Fellas, Buckles, T.Y. Nate, thank you for joining me here once again on Rank Em All, Allison Chains. Love you. Appreciate it. Keep having us come back. Absolutely. We'll be back here next week, guys. Uh, but we won't stay away for long because next week we are going to be hitting Allison Chains, the self-titled album so guys until next and we'll be time. removing nate's google privileges probably yes but uh but before we go we got to do the plugs nate stop looking up google images of bean dildos and tell us where they i've can already find sent you more the po- oh my god <laughs> he said i sent you more oh shit uh well let me tell you folks you can check out our amazing podcast in a multitude of different places first of all you can go to all the different podcasting platforms apple music google music spotify cast box tune in iHeartRadio. 
many others. Just search Rank 'em All Podcast, Rank 'em All Rocks, um, Rank 'em All Dot Rocks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made that image into a mask. <laughs> yeah, Bean Dildo. Oh, 2021 has doomed humanity. Uh, you guys can also get us on YouTube. Go to all the different podcasting platforms, as I said. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and get the notification. With a house play. Hitting the bell. With a house play. <laughs> Just decorative art. <clears throat> I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> You can buy it for ten dollars. Rank them all about rocks. Rank them Hell all yeah, about dog. Rocks. Make sure to go back and listen to all the previous uh, Bean discographies that we've done for all the different bands because they're amazing. Yes. Uh, and continue on our trek. We do not know where we will go next, but it will be a good one. We are for sure, folks. Uh, Brando, I'm going to throw it back to you like a soft bean dildo. <laughs> <laughs> do not follow this thread. As we track down more Alice in Chains records next week, guys. Have a good one. For Rank'em All, I've been Brando. And we'll Eight. see you guys. Nate, Buckles, T.Y. And we'll see you guys next time. Later on. <laughs>